What is going on, everybody? Welcome to The Game Informer Show, a weekly podcast covering the video game industry. Join us every Thursday for a discussion about the latest gaming news, reviews, and exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and special guests from around the industry. I'm one of your hosts, Alex Van Aken, and today I'm joined by Blake Hester. How you doing, Blake? Hello. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what's up what's up what's up uh how you doing hello, alex hello. uh the other day alex you and i went to a party not to flex on our other two guests but we're pretty cool we go to parties you got friends what yeah we got Hookouts. we got friends uh i saw someone i saw a former host of this podcast almost burn his house down it was pretty crazy uh alex you might recall i threw my back out within yeah you did five minutes lifting of up being water there, lifting up yeah. a can of Lacroix. My back still hurts, so dear listener, please know that while I'm talking, I, my back hurts very badly. Again, to be clear, from picking up LaCroix. Yeah. Um, we are also joined by the news hound himself, Wesley LeBlanc. How you doing, Wes? I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here. My back's feeling great. It's fine. I picked up yeah? two Golf. cans of LaCroix. <laughs> 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 Wes, I like your outfit today. Thank you. It's, uh, it's, yeah, I like it too. Thank you. <laughs> I don't have any joke to <laughs> go with that. That's all there is to say. Is it better than my outfit, Wes? Um, Since you know, we're I'm just, uh, comments, drop a, drop a comment below. Let us know whose outfit you like best. Yeah, I love when people comment on my personal appearance. I also noticed nice. your apartment is a lot bigger than mine. Oh, that's because it's a house. Yeah, this is my house. Oh, you're a house. Oh, do you? You're, you're a house. <laughs> oh, Wes, do you own the house too? I do. I do. Yeah. I do. Oh, I wow. Yeah. And your back doesn't hurt in the house you own. Great. <laughs> cool. Must be great to be Wes. Well, at least I don't live in Florida. Yeah, that's the, that's the caveat. Is, uh, all this can be yours if you move to the worst state in America. No, it ain't the worst state. It's Indiana. I think Ohio the, is Indiana. Indiana. Indiana is the worst state in America, for sure. Ohio's close second. Florida's the worst. At least you have the beaches. It's become, Florida, well, our beaches aren't that. They're overrated. The photos look nice. Don't you all have like, like red tide where like you can't go into the water? That's like actually where I live is where that like the red tide stuff happens to the St. John's river. It's uh you don't get to swim in it. Sometimes there's parasites that like eat your brain and they tell you not to get oh, in the cool. water at that time. Oh. Um, it's, it's fun. You know. Nice. Let me like a fun dice roll. You know? Yeah. Wes, do you feel like this is an apt description of F- Florida? Cause this is the way I've always felt about it. The worst state I've had the most fun in it. At, at one point, I think so. Yeah. But mm. you know, for for reasons on the, the larger world scale, Florida's oh, become sure. pretty terrible. Um, but it, overall, lot- yeah, like it's a bad state that you can have a lot of fun in. We've got theme parks, we've got sunshine, <laughs> yeah. we've got. Um, that was Blake for several years of his life. No, the last time I was in Florida to put a, a, a timestamp on this was 2013, crucially before I was sober. And, you know, I was in Florida. <laughs> so yeah. I had a grand old Opry time. Florida can be a good time, yeah, for sure. In a bad state, but a good time. Yeah. I was there last week. Oh, hi, Kyle Hilliard. What were you? What were you in Florida for? For all that fun you guys are talking about. Yeah. What kind of fun? Did you go to Minion Land? No, no, just Disney, <laughs> just Disney stuff. Didn't didn't make it over to Universal. It seemed scary okay. over there. I was listening to last week's yeah. episode. It seemed like there were like zombies and stuff. Yeah. No, yeah. not no. We're good. And there's a horror attraction. Featuring zombies. It's, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't. I don't want to yeah. go hang out there. I'll hang out at Disney's or Mickey's not so scary Halloween party is what I think they call it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Glad, glad to have you. Um, we're gonna jump right in because, um, you know, we're we're all busy people. No, I'm not. Most I'm of not, us. I'm not really yeah. that busy. Um, some of us are homeowners. <laughs> some of us are busy. I'm. I'm not a homeowner. I rent. So. You know, I'm less important than yeah, Wesley, but your who, apartment who hasn't who has a hard out today to go do homeowner yeah, you stuff. Gotta fix stuff, probably. You gotta drill some holes. Alex's apartment is beautiful, though. Every time I walk in, I'm like, oh, I wish I lived. Yeah, here. as you can tell, video viewers, <laughs> um, the gray corner here, hell yes, of a corner, it's lovely. Okay, well, it, it's at a beautiful apartment, Alex. I love it very Thank much. Thank you. Can I move in? Thank you, Blake. 
Um, let's let's talk about Lies of P. Wes, you reviewed this for us. Kyle, you you are very far into it, it seems like, and I'm also like five hours in. Well, actually, I, I think it's worth giving the sort of behind-the-scenes context because yeah. I think it's fun. And also, yeah. and then Wes can explain uh, more because I want to hear from Wes for sure. But I was on the review, and then the code came in right before I went on vacation. And my plan was like, I'll play a little on vacation. I'll play on the plane. And then I will, when I get back, I'll go heads down and really finish it. And in between, while I was gone, from what I understand, Wes like blasted through the game, was not obligated to play it, wasn't assigned the review, uh, but blasted through it. And then when I got back, I was like, I think I'm like halfway through. Wes is like, I'm done and I've gotten all the optional bosses. Do you want me to pick up the review? And I was like, hell yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you feel free to write that review. And uh, Wes, I, I, tell us about your experience. I, you liked it, as I think of the, the, the early takeaway. Yeah, so I jumped in just because I try to, you know, we get codes for games and I like to hop in and see if it's something I should completely play through just for, you know, end of the year consideration, all that kind of stuff. And it took a few hours and I was like, okay, I'm going to beat this game because I am really <laughs> loving everything about it. And then I put 40 hours into it to beat it in like five days. So like when I told the team I had beaten it and stuff, I had already, I already had it behind me, but I was like, I don't want to step on Kyle's toes. Like maybe he's excited to review this. <laughs> so I just casually mentioned in our meeting, like, Hey, I'm going to write up maybe an op-ed or like some tips or something for our coverage since I'm done. And then that's how the whole conversation got started about me reviewing it. I wanted to write the review. I had a lot I wanted to say about it, but I didn't want to step on your toes. Oh no, no, you're fine. And, yeah, and as fine. I recall, Wes, correct me if I'm wrong. Brian Shea, our reviews editor said, yeah, Kyle's too much of a baby gamer to beat this mm. hard game. So Wes, yes. mm. Big man yeah. game gamer yeah. homeowner and homeowner yeah, yeah homeowner. <laughs> uh, can you beat this instead? I think a couple of times Brian has brought me like a Souls game. My my <laughs> response has always been like I am a baby gamer. Like I <laughs> yeah. I like Souls games and but it they take me forever. Like they really take me a long time. So I was nervous about even attempting to review Lies of P. I offered to Shay what not too long ago. I was like, hey, I'll review Armor Core for us, which is a game I beat the crap out of, let me just yeah. say. And he, he just like did not even entertain it. He was like, no. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> those, time those, for this. Those fun games, man. Yeah. He knew who he well, was talking to. I guess like segueing into this, this one feels a bit easier than, than other Souls likes. There's also like, I mean, I don't like, even though some of the bosses are easier, I'd say a fair amount are. They're really well designed and really fun yeah. to uncover. This from the mid bosses, like you'll just like r stumble upon. There's so many mid bosses in this game that you just, oh, I'm in a room now and this guy wants to kill me and yeah. he's got a giant health bar on the bottom of the screen. It's awesome. It's uh, I I when I first told everyone in our like morning meeting that I beat the game and I was just kind of talking my thoughts about it. I was basically saying. This is my favorite non-From Software Souls-like, and I even like it more than some of From Software's games in that genre. I, that that's high praise. That's, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Um, and going to write the review, I was like, okay, I don't necessarily want to just call back to From Software during a review because that's easy, and they're trying to do their own thing. But they do on their like Steam page and the press releases, everything they call it a Souls-like, and they are very clear that like they're inspired by From Software games. So it kind of freed me in a bit writing this review where I was able to like directly compare the two because they're clearly, they want to emulate from software. And I can see why after playing the game because it feels so much like when I had to remind myself like this isn't a from software developed game, but like I don't think any other team making these kinds of games has nailed the feeling of their games more. And it's not just... A replication they're, they're they have their own unique twist on this subgenre. i also think the story is presented in a way that's quite different from other souls like it's yeah. very it's a, it's a very followable story yeah and that, yeah. that it kind of exists <laughs> you know with like narrative cutscenes, not just yeah. like boss introductions yes yeah. there's characters with like names and they'll reappear and there's a villain and you know his name and like he's your big bad and there's it's it's really cool, not that I dislike from software style of storytelling, but it's cool to have a game like this that is a little more linear and understandable, and I don't have to go watch Avadi Vid's 
three hour dissection of this character to understand their place in this world. Like I beat the game and I could tell you what Lies of P is about and I can tell you what the different endings mean. And that's really cool uh, as someone who also likes from software style of storytelling. Right. It is. I I mean, we all, I think you even say as much in review Wes, that it's like the Pinocchio angle of it all. Like initially it does feel silly and it's not, Mm -hmm. It's not completely by. I, I mean, I haven't finished it. I think I think I'm like three quarters now at this point. But like they they take it very seriously, and and that's like just one part of it. There's actually a lot of like Asimov rule of robotics kind of storytelling there, and and you know a lot of near. There's some near automata in there. Like it's yeah consumerism and like and and it's but it's and it's like but it works man like i'm like yeah. surprised how well it works sort of the sort of the gothic style of it and it's like yeah that you are pinocchio and you meet geppetto and stuff and you have gemini a or, cricket yeah, with it's, you. it's spelled a little yeah. differently but it's like it's more to just make things a little familiar i was surprised at how much i was like i actually quite like this and i think it's, it's this is the game cool and yeah. it works pretty well i don't know if you guys remember but whenever and i think steven tatilla with axios put up a story about it this week this was the the game where that initial reveal trailer or some of the first screenshots had like the APAB thing hanging on the puppet. Yeah. And it was like... All puppets are bad. Yeah, and you see that and you see like, bastards. it's Pinocchio yeah. and all this stuff and you're like, there's uh, what what is this? And then, yeah, I play the game and much to my surprise, it's they... I Basically, I write in my review, like I do laugh. I For the first 10 hours, I was laughing. Every time I'm reminded I'm Pinocchio or I see Geppetto or a freaking cricket on my hip is talking to me. I'm like, this is hilarious. And then like you get more into it and I'm just like sold. Like this team is not laughing at Pinocchio. They are using this classic fairy tale-esque story to like... And it's also important to know this is the Carlo Collodi. Collodi, yes. but a, yeah, Collodi. the original author, not the Disney version. Yeah. And so it's kind of intriguing too because I know the Disney version and I've like read wiki entries of like the, the old book like when I was in high school for like a paper or something, you know? But like I've got this like familiarity with the the childhood version, and it's to see like this grim portrayal is really interesting. And I'm also thinking of the beats of like the old movie. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait! Like, are they gonna do like the Island of Toys or whatever? That was in the original Pinocchio, right? Or is that yeah, yeah, yeah. the Christmas yeah, I movie? I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just like thinking of all these like landmarks from the original and story beats, and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see like the twist on this. Or really like the the portrayal of what the original book is about. I'm stoked. Yeah, and it's, it's um, really well done. I didn't. I gave it. A, I haven't mentioned. I gave it a nine point five out of ten, which is my highest score here at Game Informer and my highest of the year for sure. I was like flabbergasted by that yeah. score, not because I was like, I mean, not 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 because of like I. I think it's good. I don't think I like it as much as you, Wes, to be clear. But yeah, like, yeah. I was like, whoa, Wes is like, this is this is like a game of the year territory for Wes. Like, I was surprised. I have some games that might, like, I haven't beaten Zelda, so I'm not including it in my thoughts yet. But like, so far of the games I've beaten, Lies of P is my game of the year. Yeah, like you alluded to, I just like couldn't get enough of it. I played it. I beat it in 40 hours. I had done some saves coming because I wanted to see all the endings. And I knew there'd probably be some secret bosses. And there were. I beat all the optional bosses, found as much as I could. Mind you, guides aren't out for this game yet, so I'm excited for guides to come out when I can go through and get all the stuff I've missed. And I started a new game plus playthrough, which I don't ever do because time. Um, but I wasn't <laughs> ready to be done with this game. It's just so good. I, I Everything it's doing works for me. Uh, the bosses, like Alex mentioned, are super well-crafted. That I think for me, in a Souls-like, not made by From Software... Where you can really see the seams is the bosses. That's where they kind of lose their thunder and steam. But these bosses are really awesome. And they're not just taking... I don't know, this game's. It looks like Bloodborne on the surface. It's, it's yeah. emulating a lot of Bloodborne. But to my surprise, a lot of Sekiro is in this as well. Um, especially in bosses and the fact that you will be guarding a lot. And you need to really master the perfect guard, which is their parry yes. mechanic. And that's something I really appreciate a lot as a Sekiro fan. I think I like Sekiro a good bit more than most of From Software's games. And then they 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 take the familiar of the From Software games that they're inspired by. They wrap it up in this completely bonkers story about Pinocchio and Geppetto and Jiminy Cricket. And then they add all kinds of layers on top of it to make it their own thing. There are a lot of items to make the game easier. There's like a wish stone, which you put into this cube that 
can basically revive your NPC specter in boss fights or restore your health pretty quickly. Um, you have a grindstone, which you use to imbue your sword or your weapon with different elements. And there's a lot of element effectiveness at play here in the combat. There's tons of consumables. There's tons of like throwable items. There's a lot of systems going on, but they're introduced at an awesome pace and they're really easy to understand. And overall, what you get is a more understandable, easier to play Souls-like. Um, mind you, there are some bosses that I think will probably be my top five like hardest of this genre ever. There was two that had me fuming and I probably tried to beat them 20 to 30 times. But overall, I do think the game is easier because of the way they introduce its mechanics and systems and just yeah. in general, it has an easier feel to it. It's a, it's a linear as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Several bosses like I beat on like the first try. I think the first major boss, which is in the, in the demo uh, that people have access to the carnival boss. I think he's parade like the master. first big parade master. He's the yeah. big kind of tutorial boss that you have to really master to get through. And then uh, there's, there's a mid boss after that. That's also in the demo. Uh, the donkey dude. I felt like he was harder than, than like the main boss. Um, yeah, he's. And it, it's really interesting to see those kind of fluctuations. Yeah, for me, it's something I found with like people that play these games and my friends and stuff. Like you're either good at the hu more humanoid bosses of these types of games, or you're better at fighting the giant like monsters. And I feel yeah. like one of those types kicks your butt. For me, the more humanoid, which in this game they're often called stalkers just kick my butt. They're fast. You really have to learn Same. their moves. And then the bigger ones, if you have like, if you're just paying attention, you can dodge out of most attacks and you can, you only have to guard one or two at a time. Whereas like the humanoid uh, enemies- They'll hit you seven times. Yeah, if you, if you miss a block, you can lose your entire health bar in five hits and then that's it. The stalkers have really cool costumes. And if you beat them, at least everyone I've beaten so far, you get their outfit. Yes, yeah. And you'll find more outfits. And I just and got chests. I just got a sick one too. I've got like this regal, like cat-like uh mask and everything, and like this like puffed collar. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And I the the armor is purely cosmetic, as far as I know. But we haven't talked about the weapon system, how your weapon is comprised of two parts, a, a blade or you know, like uh the top part of a weapon, yeah. The top part, yeah. They're not always. Yeah, you can blades. make it like that's a why, bat, or like. That's why I hesitated. Like yeah, like the um the stalk of the weapon, and then the handle, and you can unlock blueprints and end up making like custom weapons that are like multiple weapons in one. So it's like, oh, I really like this this fire knife, but what if I had the handle of the electric baton? And you can, as far as I'm aware, you can fuse both those together. Yeah. I'm saving my blueprints because it's for sure one of the th those things where I'm like, okay, this is a rare item. I'm going to wait till I like know what I like and then I'm going <laughs> to use it. So I haven't actually done it. But Wes, can you confirm? Can you um, combine like different elements together in the same weapon as well? So like if you're... Your fire blade, whatever's on top is going to be the element you get. So if you have the fire okay. blade on top, okay. you're going to have fire because it's usually the blade part of the weapon that has has the uh, element. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can mix and match them, which is something that's really cool. I got that fire dagger. I know which one you're talking about, but it's a short yeah. range weapon and I don't really like getting yeah. that close to enemies. So you well, can attach- so fast. Yeah, but you can attach a handle that's larger and longer. So now you've got a almost like a sword with a fire dagger at the end of it, as opposed to something where you got to be up close. And then each individual component has a special move called a fable arts. Um, admittedly, I didn't yeah. use them too much, but some of them are really good. They're basically like a showboaty, flashy move that does a lot of kind of like the damage. Art of Wars from Elden Ring almost. Yes, yeah, That'd probably be like a pretty close analog. Yeah, but there's you're not summoning anything with them like you do in Elden Ring. These are just strictly like physical attacks. But yeah, and another you can go pretty deep with the weapon customization. I have a technique build which I don't often do in these kinds of games. I usually go like pure strength just so I can have some high HP and high hits. But That's technique is like yeah. <laughs> Technique is fast paced. It's like all about critical hits and staggering enemies. Um, but I really like that electric baton, which is more of like a strength focused weapon. You have, uh, I forget the name of the item, but you can uh, basically take these items, put it on that weapon, and it takes the strength based property and puts it towards technique or one of the other elements. 
not elements, but one of the other types of builds. So now I'm able yeah. to take a strength-based weapon and fit it to my technique build, um, which is something I really like because it, I don't know, there's a few technique weapons I like, but for the most part, I really like the electric baton because you hit people and they get electrified. Um, and I liked that I was able to kind of conform that to my specific build. And you can do that with all the weapons, which is something I really appreciated. Yeah, this game, it, it rules. It's my favorite Souls-like by a mile. I don't think any non-From Software Souls-like gets close to it for me. And I do, yeah, I like it. It's probably in my top four of these types of games, which beats a good bit of From Software's. Uh, you know, is it just like the setting? Is it just like you just like being in that world? And like, I think the setting is really compelling. You, it's funny because in my original review, and we ended up axing it out because uh, we weren't sure if people would know what it was. But I, I kind of refer to the game. It's like 19th century France inspired the the setting of Crot, but it has like a very Main Street USA feel to it, which I guess some yeah some people might not know. And Kyle pointed that out. Yeah, the guy, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, what do you mean by that? I don't know what you so mean. So main, by it's that, funny because saying. Main Street USA, like my go-to for that is, you were just at Disney World when you walk into Magic Kingdom, that like old school style Main Street okay. USA. That, that's called Main Street USA. So it's like a turn right. of the century, big celebration, like Bioshock Infinity, almost like a World's Fair exhibition, like we gotcha. had in New York okay, in okay. the '60s. It's that kind of vibe, the like People's Square. Yes, yeah. All that kind of vibe. Basically, yeah. like industry is alive, and we have yeah, robots, gift and shops cool with stuff. Mickey ears. The, yes. the opening to uh, Atomic Heart. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And I just have always really vibed with those uh, settings, and this game has a really cool one. And then it's also like a really, really pretty game, and it runs really well. And almost every new area I went to, I was impressed with from a visual standpoint, from a layout standpoint from the enemy variety because there's a good bit of enemies in this game. It's just like all the parts where I expected a non-From Software Souls-like to like show its cracks, Lies of P almost never did. And I was just, I just continued to be impressed with it all the way up into the ending. And the ending is like, I cannot wait for people to play this game. The end, I have never popped more for an ending. I, I was like, it makes me laugh thinking about it. I was, I, I posted on Twitter about this. I was hooting and hollering at my screen watching what the ending to this game was and i can't wait for people to to see why because when they see it they're going to do the same thing it's this game is it's wild i I love it though hell yeah can't wait can't wait to see the end well cool anything else before we we move on to to another game um if you like souls i guess go go read go read the review yeah go read the review go watch it on youtube uh i'm with i'm with for the record i'm with wes i'm very high on this i would also like i could see if i was the one giving it a score i could see easily see a nine um you know i'm not as far as him so like i i haven't seen where i would like go higher than that but like it's really really good really solid and for sure top three of the year for me it's one of those i didn't give it a 10 i gave it a nine five which is almost as close as we can get to a 10 but i haven't given a 10 here yet and i feel like a 10 like i i feel like i don't need to argue to push something up to a 10. And I would have to do that with Liza P, which is where I kind of settled at a nine five. Um, it didn't like scream 10 to me, but it's, it's right up there. It, it it's but almost it a a 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could hear the, the mechanics of Pinocchio. The, they were pumping. That heart was pumping. Uh, also one last thing, the soundtrack really great. Yeah. Uh, you can unlock uh, records to play in the, in like the hotel, which is like the hub area. And some of those tracks just, Sound like Persona tracks. Um, yeah. It, it's it's really good stuff. Make sure you listen to the whole thing. Stay in the hub. You don't have to stay by the record player, but stay in the hub where you can hear it and make sure you listen yeah, to the full song. Yeah, because there will be a yeah, there will be a benefit. Yeah. It's out September 19th, which I think if you're you still got a couple days to go if you're listening to this the yeah. day that uh, the podcast drops. You still got a couple more days, but mm. yeah, everything PS five series X PS four. I played a lot on steam deck, which was solid. It has like okay. visual hiccups, like textures would kind of disappear occasionally, but the important part of the game, which is like functionally how it runs in the frame rate consistency, that stuff stays solid on steam deck. So I've actually been quite enjoying it on steam deck. Awesome. Oh, well, speaking of From Software, Blake. What? You played the heck (laughs) out of Armored Core. Yeah. 
What about it? Tell us about it. I mean, we, we've talked about, I think, uh, a couple weeks back. It's been one of those games where, like, kind of talked about it each episode a little bit. But I think you're the first person on the team who's been able to talk about beating the game and what that experience is like and, and kind of your takeaways overall from the whole thing. All right, check it out. A few months ago, myself and Alex Van Aken, you know, the typical lamestream media we are, game journos. We went in the only paper of record, Game Informer magazine. <laughs> and we were the first people on earth that were not a developer, publisher, external partner, uh, or probably other Japanese develop- uh, game press, honestly. Consultants. <laughs> Consultants. <laughs> um, you know, we were w- the first people on earth that weren't the other probably 700 people on earth who had seen <laughs> this game. 701st. Armor Core 6. Fires a Rubicon. And Alex and me, we got up on our soapbox, all snooty, like us game journalists <laughs> always are, looking at these little developers that need all the help they can get. Uh, we said, game's pretty underwhelming. I don't know what to tell you, bro. Uh, doesn't look, it looks cool in some parts and not that great in other parts. And so I got code for this game, Alex. And I was like, gotta put my money where my mouth is. I'll play this whole damn game. No matter how hard it is, I'm going to see it through. Because, believe it or not, it's not super common for Game Informer to say uh, a cover story game looks underwhelming. Uh, so, I played it. It's still pretty underwhelming in parts. Uh, but I like it. It's cool. <laughs> That's a lot of build-up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'm, I'm, cra- I'm, I'm crafting, a, I'm weaving a tale for the listener. You know, audio is but a different storytelling medium. Uh, yeah, I, I stand by our cover story wholeheartedly. I have not uh, changed how I felt about it, which if you read our cover story, uh, I said, wow, parts of this game look freaking awesome and other parts leave quite a bit to be desired. And that's how I feel about uh, Armor Core. I think all the things it does well, it does extremely well. I think the simple act of movement is a joy it feels great from the get-go just to dash and zip around. Um, building your mech for any of those uh, who might not be super familiar with Armored Core, uh, a big part of that game is building your mech to your specific interests, needs, and desires. Um, emphasis on needs, really. I, I really enjoyed all that. The menus were a nightmare, but you know, with enough brute force, you can learn them. But you know, the game does not help you out by any means um and the boss fights were great uh interestingly the helicopter which i know gave a lot of people trouble and i think has been nerfed a bit along with balteus and the chapter four boss helicopter didn't bother me too much balteus was definitely a bit of a big battle uh the chapter four boss was uh, actively not fun (laughs) for me but um yeah i liked it i think it was a really good feeling game i think you know i think it's a lazy a lazy way of criticism to talk about what you wish a game was instead of what the game is. But I think the parts I find a little underwhelming about Armor Core are a strength, depending on how you look at it. And that is the mission structure. A lot of Armor Core is um, a lot of Armor Core six. I'm not really familiar with the other games, but I assume they're similar ish is loading into a mission and beating it in a minute, like literally a minute or two. And, you know, like, I like that from a replay perspective, you know, like, it's like, I I, I S-ranked a lot of missions in this, and it was nice to be like, all right, all that's standing between me and this S-rank is, like, one minute of my life. I like that, but I think when I'm going through the actual process of playing a game, seeing its narrative arc, seeing its mechanical arc, that mission structure is actually kind of tedious and lacks a lot of stakes in a lot of ways that again i'm sorry to say i wish this game was this rather than what it is but like i i I think i like the mission structure of like a more traditional character action game where you know a devil may cry or a bayonetta you're going to play through a 30 minute level and in that will be 15 encounters and then you're you know you get ranked based on encounter and then maybe a final chapter ranking I kind of wish Armor Core had adopted that because there's a lot of really big, amazing levels that you're never fully incentivized to spend time in because, you know, you're you're based on 
how quickly you can get through something. So it's like, wow, this level looks great. Also, I want to beat it in 45 seconds so I can move on to the next thing. I mean, it's really, they... I haven't played much, but I mean, it's really, it's not an exploration game, right? Like, right. It's just well, you can explore. Do, right? You definitely you can explore. Okay. You can find things in the world. You can find other weapons, other parts. You can find uh, text logs that I instantly closed and didn't read because I don't care. Um, so like, it, like... It, it does want you to explore, but it's butting up against itself because right, like, right. why the hell would I explore? I'm, I'm better served to leave to finish this. Right. Right. And so that is, I'm sorry, Wes, you were about to say something. I was going to say, I, as someone who hasn't played this, what is the, so when you mention explore, like you can go find stuff. Is it just like straight ahead is clearly where you're supposed to go? Oh, there's a small. Yeah. Hallway yeah. That'll it take it you. tells. Okay. On, on the HUD, this game has the most insane HUD you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> um, and one of those is just like, go to this waypoint. So it's just kind of like, oh, you can go down this hallway and open yeah. up a chest real quick and then go back to the main. Well, mission. no, no, no. The, the levels are huge. Okay. Like you can spend a lot of time exploring the levels, but just because you spent five minutes going off in this direction doesn't actually mean anything other than a chest is going to be there because, you know, the 40 seconds of encounters are all clustered right here. Get through it, you know? So it's like, yeah, I can go way over here, but why? It doesn't, it feels like kind of a waste of my time. Sometimes you'll find a secret boss and that's really cool. Of course, the levels where you do spend a good chunk of time in them and you feel like you're really learning a space what the space is used for and then you know you come across the boss and you kind of have more stakes within the world you are spending you know 10 to 15 minutes in this level those levels are amazing there's um the wall climbing the wall climbing the wall level is really great there's one in the final chapter um depending on how you play it where you fight with a different character that just goes so hard so yeah i i think like i i ultimately really enjoyed the game i played a good amount of new game plus which I would oh, okay. somewhat, I would somewhat recommend. I don't think I'm going to see it all the way through, but the story will change. You will have different missions. You can make different choices. I'm told New Game Plus Plus is even radically more different. I have a friend, uh, Mitch, who has done New Game Plus Plus and absolutely adored it. Um, I think that stuff's really cool. I just don't necessarily know if I have the time or desire to go through that. But like, it's a game I ultimately really enjoyed. I also think my hesitations from the cover story stand true i think you know newer from fans who maybe aren't as in tuned with the game press or uh marketing cycles you know reading the playstation blog or whatever might pick this up based on i played elden ring i can't wait for that and it's like that's not this it's a totally different thing and you're going to have to understand how to play an armored core game because just because you played dark souls one two and three that's not necessarily going to get you through the rhythm of this game. Yeah, you might want to check out a little game called Lies of P. Exactly. <laughs> but I think, like, you know, Armored Core fans are gaga over this thing, which rocks because they have been a, a blood-starved beast, you might say. They ain't got one of them <laughs> games in 10 years. And also, like, more casual Souls fans, or uh, From fans, like myself. Like, I, I played Elden Ring, and then I, that was the only one before Armored Core. I'd be, I'd played Bloodborne, and been like, this rocks, it's just not my thing i played quite a lot of Sekiro and never finished it so i'm like very kind of a casual observer from um i found it really cool to just have something that is different uh from them um i it shouldn't say it's different this 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 series has existed yeah te- like way Souls longer is technically than, the different but one, you know what i mean right you, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. i mean like this is we've gotten used to one style of from game and this yeah. is actually more to- yeah going right their roots yeah yeah but like it but still the from that exists today is very different than the from that existed when they put out the last armor court verdict day. yeah absolutely and like their bread and butter is one and a half specific things and so it is different for them to go back and to re-explore that space and to definitely integrate lessons from the Soul series. I mean, the bosses in this game are no joke, but the antidote is you can break these games in a way you just cannot in Souls games, I feel like, um, without like grinding, you know, like mm. you if you don't have a job and you can grind for 40 hours a week, I guess <laughs> you can break them. But like <laughs> a... this game incentivizes bosses are really hard until they're utterly trivial. And that rocks as a design philosophy because it becomes a puzzle. Like, okay, this boss is kicking my ass, but I know the movements. I have the skills to beat it. I just need to figure this other thing out. And then when you 
are like, okay, they're, they're jumping a lot. I need to be able to hover and stay above them or whatever. Once you figure out the way to unlock the boss mechanically and you beat them in 15 seconds. I beat one of the final bosses of this game first try, like within 15 seconds because my build had just utterly demolished the game at this point. And that feels like the, you know, people, the lamest dudes on the internet will try to tell from how they make their games, but like from makes their games in a very specific way. And this game is made with the idea that they want you to find ways to exploit the tools given to you and just break the hell out of it. And like more so with armored core than anything else. Probably. Exactly. Like, and it's, it's like, so granular, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, maybe there's a version where I fought the final boss 20 times. And when I beat it, that just felt so victorious. But also, nothing felt cooler than me. Like, I'm at the final boss. Oh, man, here we go. And then 10 seconds later, he's literally dead. That's the coolest feeling ever. That rocks. <laughs> and that this game just, like, basically allows from, for that to varying degrees throughout the entire, you know, 30-hour campaign. Like, that's cool. That's cool. That's very cool. Uh, so, yeah, I had a good time with Armored Core. I, we'll see if I get back to New Game Plus and New Game Plus Plus. I doubt it, but like I did definitely like enjoy. I played about half the campaign and again in New Game Plus. I was like, there's cool stuff here. So I think people enjoy sinking their teeth into it. What color was your mech? Uh, like a pastel pink and white. That's it. Guns, pink and white, mech, pink and white, everything. Nice. It makes white. you stand out in the snow, though, right? That doesn't seem tactical. Brother, it's not a stealth game. <laughs> the whole point of the game is you are a mercenary destroying a planet. I think that was actually the original subtitle before Fires of Rubicon, right? Brother, this ain't a stealth game? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you yeah. want your armor core to stand out so that the various factions start lies a pee in their pants when they see <laughs> your ass coming, dude. And you best believe when they saw my, my armor core... Reagan, as its name is, obviously. Uh, named after my favorite president, clearly. Uh, <laughs> uh, they what was your favorite new girl character? No, it's my favorite. R-E-G-A-N, yes. My dog is named <laughs> after dog. Reagan McNeil of The Exorcist. I personally think Ronald Reagan was one of the most evil humans that ever existed. That was a joke. It's satire. <laughs> anyway, that's it, Alex. Nice. I my my build also had pink in it for what it's worth, but it was the accent. Actually, it was like a coral, mm. like a well, a coral a nice... is a whole different thing in the story. Oh, that's like a yeah, natural yeah, resource yeah. on Rubicon <laughs> that you're kind of fighting these wars over. Mm. Mine was a nice uh, green with some salmon coral accents. Mm-hmm. Mine was uh, default. I went default, just whatever colors Come it gave on. me. I was happy with. <laughs> Come on, Boo. beat the first boss with that. I bet you wear Crocs without the decorations on them. <laughs> Alex, don't start with that Crocs, Croc actually. talk. I haven't. I don't know uh, Crocs what stage socks. in life you start wearing Crocs, but I'm not there quite yet. I only own the ugliest Crocs. I have two pairs. I have uh, Forest Camo, and then I have the Sonic the Hedgehog ones that, that I also gifted have those to me as a gift. And they're hideous. every time I see Alex pull them out, the visceral <laughs> anger that shoots through my body. They're my taking the on. trash out shoes. The worst they're, part, I was against trash, Crocs. Take out the trash. I got those same Sonic ones uh, and I tell you what, Crocs are pretty comfy and they're very convenient. They are. I don't wear yeah. them out in public too often, but you know, yeah. yeah, if I'm going to a Walmart or a Target for a little bit, I might I might crock it up in there. But not Target though. Walmart, you can throw some Crocs. No, I've cracked Target, it up. In you got to you got to tie some laces to walk into a Target. I, I cracked it up in Target. This might be a controversial opinion. I think video game merch, in general, is pretty ugly, especially video game clothes. Yeah, I don't but think it's just Sonic. Your point. <laughs> the Sonic that I just assume we have a large contingent of fans listening to this wearing video game shirts right now. So I wanted to preface what I was about to say. The Sonic Crocs are on a whole new level of awful video game merch. But they they go far enough They're to where so it's ironic ugly, almost. Dude. Depending no. on who's wearing them, yeah. it can be ironic. Like with if I saw red, Alex with yeah. them, yeah. The, the Sonic red, yeah. series they try to act like Sonic's oh it's self aware and ironic now. You got to be a good series of video games to be <laughs> that self aware. <laughs> I think they are lying to everyone, most notably themselves. About so I, I have been known for saying 
Now, I I have I know the people on the Sonic team. They're nice people. I I would venture to say, you know, and I I don't I don't really cover Sonic, so I. I um we are all happy to give that mantle to Brian Shea. He just covers yeah, up Sonic yeah, I, and I and I've told the Sonic Sonic team I, I don't like Sonic. <laughs> um and I personally think Sonic is the product of just marketing money. Um and that's, that's why that's, that's not really an, a, an opinion. That's like quite clearly. <laughs> they <were like laughs> they made movies and books about that. Yes. That's really what all video games are. What do you think? About yeah, it? but They're just all marketing but, garbage. Yeah, yeah. But I like the Sonic Crocs. Ironically, <laughs> I wear them. I hate um, them so much. I'm, I'm appreciative for receiving them. Same. Uh, to be clear, I think I got them from the Sonic team. Shay gave them to me, and and I know he got them from them. So uh, as a dis- disclosure, disclaimer, Sonic team, if you want to send some to me, I'll happily take a picture for Twitter of me lighting them on fire. <laughs> so oh guys good that. news there's a shrek uh croc oh now. i saw those i saw my wife showed my them to me god it's and I, she was like you could complete the trifecta it's just on croc's have, homepage right now it's have your terrifying. ugly your ugly croc collection expanded with shrek i think i thought about it again like sonic depending on who's wearing them it can work if it crosses over <laughs> into like the oh that's they're doing it for irony. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Then it works. But how much are these Shrek shoes? You have to, you have to win them, I think. 70. It says enter the drawing. We got to stop with this ironic clothing <laughs> shit. This is how we get garbage, like online ceramics. Oh, they, they have Shrek Air Maxes. Oh, no. That's do wild. they? Somebody made them at least. Uh, are you looking them up, man. Blake? I think you could yeah, rock these, dude. I saw you, that. These are terrible. You could rock. Not even ironically. You could be like, these are cool. And I'm, I'm looking them. at a pair of Nike Dunks on eBay for $70. Shrek Nike Dunks I would ra- that have fur on the toes. I would rather <laughs> give myself permanent foot damage than wear <laughs> something. Like, I understand Crocs are comfy and probably good for your feet. And I would rather, like, permanently ruin my feet to wear something that <laughs> looks sooner go barefoot on hot nice. <laughs> yes. Like, no, these are the worst things I've ever seen in my life. All right. Well, we all know what to get Blake is a uh, housewarming present in the future. Yeah. Why are they furry? Oh, Shrek's not furry. <laughs> I don't know. You ever seen Shrek's butt? Maybe actually, I think I think it, lot, his butt actually. is in the movie. I think it uh, is for. There's lots of uh, butt bits with Shrek. Uh, it's, yeah. been, it's been 42 years since I've seen a Shrek movie. I don't remember. Um. Well, let's let's talk about Fortnite. Um. I talked about it last week. I was alone. The Crocs of video games. The Crocs. I mean, honestly, yeah, the Crocs of video games. They're always collabing, you know? Yeah. Can't wait for the Croc collab in Fortnite. (laughs) I'm sure they will. Um, There was a Nike collab. Honestly, I want want Shrek. I want the Shrek collab. Um, (laughs) Bring it back. Lord Farquaad. I I mean, honestly, it's inevitable. If there, you know, if there is a new movie in the future, which they're probably secretly working on. Are you bringing up Fortnite so you and I can talk about it? And Wesley. Oh, yes. Wes, do you play Fortnite? Oh, we played Fortnite together. I'm a, I I ebb and flow with the seasons. Last season, did not really like. Only played enough to get the battle pass, which is just me jumping into, uh, Team Rumble to knock out quests and then quit. Uh, this season though, real good, so good actually. I've monopolized a lot of the podcast, so I'm just going to say one quick thing, and then I'll let y'all two pop off about it. Because I don't do the Battle Pass stuff. I don't engage in the missions. But they added this thing called the Rocket Ram that lets you boost across the map. It's the sickest thing they've had in this game since the UFOs, and I love it. And that's all I got to say about this season. The Rocket Ram rules because as you're... I think I talked about it last week where you, you crash into buildings with it, and it, it destroys them. But like the coolest feeling of the Rocket Ram is it feels like just the most rickety mm-hmm. piece of tech in the yeah. game. And as soon as you blast off, you can just as, just as quickly hear the engine and it start puttering out yeah. and it's like, and, oh, it's, and you have so it's much mobility very in the air comedic. It. Yes. it rocks. It's so good. Yeah. 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 But Wes, yeah, I, I agree. I think the season rules. I've been playing it. I'm, uh, I just unlocked fish thick. No, me too. Which I, we Fish might have talked tech. about on the podcast. Yeah, the muscular. The South fish. Park? Isn't that a South Park joke? Fish, fish. No, you think of fish sticks. <laughs> yeah, you think of fish sticks. This is fish thick. He's the, the bodybuilding fish. 
um, so that's about how far I am, which is probably like halfway, a little under yeah, halfway. I think it's in like the 40s because I just unlocked uh, Fish Thick as well. Um, unlike Blake, I am unfortunately a victim of the Battle Pass. I I wish I wasn't <laughs> so like I, I have to do all the quests. When they go live, that's what I focus on. That's yeah. what I, I hit up friends. I'm like, hey, I'm just doing some quests right now. I'm not trying to win. It sucks, but like I'm the battle pass system has it it does what it needs to do with me. Um but with this season, I am playing a lot more outside of those quests and outside of that battle pass because there's so much going for it that works for me. I think besides the rocket ram, which I do think is the best like mobility item they've ever made. Um the the three estates, the like uh high mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Sanguine estate. Yeah, they're just so I love that after two minutes of a match there's like 60 people left because everyone's going crazy yeah. at those estates i love that there's like secret ways to get into the vaults and heist them before anybody actually gets to there it's great for farming kills which i need to do for quests often i i like to play these games i'm just kind of aggressive like me and my friends will just we'll just go after people we try to get like as many kills as we can um and also win but hard to win when you're just going after people nonstop. Uh, and I think this season like really caters to the more aggressive players um, who just want to get yeah. into fights with people, uh, and that's what I really like about it. Um, yeah, they they introduced the Deku Smash today with uh, some from, new oh, from my hero. Yeah, from my hero. Oh, that's cool. Uh, okay. It's back again, and they also have yeah Todoroki's Ice. It Wall. functions like the Kamehameha essentially. Yes, I am not the biggest fan of the Deku Smash. It's kind of just frustrating to deal with, and I'm, I'm a sorry, little is that worried. What it's that's called. It's called the Deku Smash. No, I think in the well in the game it is, but in the it's show, anime, it's it call it's not right. It's like Detroit something. Yeah, Detroit, Detroit Smash. Smash. Yeah, something like that. Get it but right, the- Fortnite. I'm I'm uninstalling. <laughs> Maybe there's some legal Detroit matters happening there. I guess yeah, so. I mean that's what everyone's gonna call it anyway. Because if you're not fa- if you're not familiar with My Hero, but you know that if you know My Hero exclusively from Fortnite. Oh, it's that the character. Deku Smash yeah, and the Goku Blast. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they do call it the Kamehameha for what it's worth. It's okay, pronounced Kamehameha. Sometimes yes, these items, comic. especially Deku Smash, kind of messes with the way seasons are going for me. I haven't played today at all, so I don't know how the Deku Smash is going. But I'm a little worried it'll kill my buzz for this season. I'm just, I just don't like mm-hmm. that item in particular. But there's the new Ice Ball. It seems cool, and I'm excited to check it out. Wait, what? Ice wall. Yeah, Todoroki is a uh, ice wall. He can. Uh, oh, summon, I love like, Todoroki. He's my favorite character. Yeah, you can you can buy him in the shop now too. I'm unfortunately oh, going to spend cool. money today in the item shop on Todoroki, Ijiro uh, 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 Kirishima, and Mina Ashido. I didn't know they put uh, Ghibli in there. I love my neighbor Todoroki. <laughs> <laughs> that might actually. Oh, there's, a, there's like three, two or three things I have paid for. If Totoro was added to Fortnite, the boy and the heron is coming out this year. Ghibli would never. Miyazaki is not going (laughs) to. He didn't even want a trailer to be released in Japan. He's not going to like let it be part of Fortnite. I've only bought one skin in Fortnite, and it was the Goku one, and I regret it so much because I wish I would have bought the Bulma skin, uh, because she's hot. Frankly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I regret it every time I play Fortnite. I, I thought I bought a pack of them. Didn't, could you buy them all? I bought them yeah. all, I remember. Which was no, like one of the I was not I spending bought. that much money. I was spending I money for- one time, and I instantly yeah. made the wrong decision because I want both Not to mention so badly. Goku and Vegeta. That was Those were in the early days of Fortnite's anime collabs. Those skins are horrendous looking compared <laughs> to what they're able to do now. Like They look bad. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And, and they did a Goku Black skin, um, and it looks 10 times better. And it makes me hate that I spent like 20 bucks on this otherwise not great Goku skin. What a, uh, But these, my hero skins look cool. What what anime do you think they're going to do next? Like maybe Belladonna of Sadness, Demon City Shinjuku. Uh, cool, they did yeah, Demon City Shinjuku, <laughs> they got that wing in the wings. <laughs> Elf, Elf and Lee, that's the other yeah. one that they're getting ready uh, from. Um, Serial Experiments what, what, Lane, maybe? What's going on with One Piece? They made like a One Piece official custom level or something. Yeah, they made not... they made like a it's like uh the ship, I forget the name of not the Going Mary, but the one from like the first season and stuff. And then 
Sanji's restaurant is there, and like it's like a, just a mishmash of stuff from that first season of okay. or the for, first for arc the Netflix of One show, Piece, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And unfortunately, everybody thought there was going to be skins because like it's yeah. the time to release One Piece skins if any time is ever, and they didn't. It's just that I, creative island. That's the so. other one I would have like. I, I'll go down. I'll go in for Dragon Ball, and I I think I would have actually. Even though I don't play a lot of Fortnite, I I, I would have bought like a Nami or a Luffy skin. But uh, you know what? If they hate money, that's not my problem. I would have bought a Nami skin too because she's hot. <laughs> Give it time, they'll, Everything will be in Fortnite. No, I'll literally i'll I'll never spend money on Fortnite again. I they got it one time and I messed it up and I'm still mad about it. Still um, mad. <laughs> and to get them back, Tim Sweeney's address is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not true. You could probably Google it though. He's a billionaire. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, cool. Uh, anything else you want to? Number one, I just want to play Fortnite with you now. Um, yeah, let's do it. Like after after this, uh, I'll shun the rest of my work responsibilities <laughs> for the day. Uh, I'm down. Let me let me know. We we don't have to. Kyle, turn your headset off. We we're we're gonna talk about. Um, I'll play. I'll play after this. I, yeah. Three o'clock. I not, I'm not gonna get anything meaningful done after this. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, uh, you didn't hear that, right? Yeah, hypothetically, <laughs> maybe. And that Liza P review, we're, we're all good on that, right, guys? <laughs> Barco yeah. list tomorrow morning. <laughs> I didn't write the review. <laughs> who, who, uh, you know, what? what uh, who can Barcos say? don't matter, you know? Barcos don't. Game doesn't come out for like a week anyway, so. Well, before we get out of here, I do want to talk about, I know it's a, a little bit of a shorter episode. I do want to talk about Nor. <gasps> Play with your food. <gasps> Do you, no, who here on this call knows what Nor play with your food is? I know what it is, but I okay, I, okay. I, I know like some of the moon for it, so I want to hear Blake talk about it. How Wes feels about Liza P and owning a house is how I feel about Nor play with your food. <laughs> it's my favorite thing ever, and I love it. Yeah, so tell people what it is, Blake. Too. Owning a house and, and Liza P, <laughs> similar difficulty. Yeah. yeah. Tell the folks what it is, Blake. What's, what's Nor? Right. <laughs> so, Nor so is a no fact- an Australian. Oh, Nor, yeah. I must have the title of the NGT, but I didn't. So uh, Nor is effectively a physics simulator, uh, or believe it or not, folks, it's a physics simulator where you uh, play with food. So there's, um, I want to say like 20 levels or so. Each one is kind of based on like a gimmick, like, oh, make a pizza, make a burger, uh, use this meat grinder. Oh, here's a vending machine. Get the stuff out of the vending machine. And then wacky hijinks ensue and you can mess with it based on like they have magic spells you can use or items like a hammer or a a ray gun or a incinerator (laughs) um and basically you just load into a level you spend two to five minutes slamming every button on your controller while this like dream pop ass aesthetic just goes ballistic on your tv and food is just flying everywhere and the physics are starting to get really messy and the gravity you turn the gravity off so everything is flying around the screen and then you load out of the level and you go to the next one and an hour later you've played them all and you had a great time and i think like i'm not putting on a bit like we uploaded the ngt of this and i was like i'm unbelievably gaga over this game and a lot of the comments are like what are you talking about this looks like nothing to me. And I was like, well, that's because you're too goopy goblin gamer brain to use a nakey jakey <laughs> phrase. Um, this game is just like really what I love in video games is like the pretensions or whatever are are gone. Like there is a story at the very beginning uh, narrated by Lily Pichu, interestingly enough. Uh, who's like a streamer, YouTuber that's really popular right now. I just thought that was kind of an interesting note in the credits. It's like a minute long cutscene at the beginning plays out. You can read into it if you want. Or if you're like me, you can be like, okay, whatever. And then you just for an hour, which is the perfect length, just have fun messing with something interactive on the screen. And it is visually and sonically distinct from much else. And that's like literally at this point in my life, I've played so many video games that like that is good enough for me is for something that does not waste my time and like hits different than anything else as goofy as it looks to just be like oh it's a freaking dumb physics simulator where you make a burger dance around in zero gravity like 
the game has committed so hard to its specific like pastiche you know it's like visual like it's visual aesthetic and the kind of a like dream what's the word i'm looking for like soft pops audio soundtrack it's got going on like the marriage of those and kind of like it obviously seems very influenced by like kawaii stuff very colorful bubblegum aesthetics like it just rocks like it's just so confident in what it wants to be it doesn't want to be anything else other than a fun little playground it just sounds pleasant exactly yeah exactly but like pleasant and distinct because there are plenty like you know cozy games or whatever the hell that are all just like becoming so derivative of each other that like this game is very pleasant but also unlike anything else like no one else is making a noor game right now there are other cooking games sure there are other food games but none with the distinct angle of noor and i think like like is there like you an objective is it all so passive fun or is it are you like trying to build towards something it's a lot of passive fun there are definitely things you can do in the levels to find other things i haven't fully figured them out but like you can like collect jellyfish that show up throughout the level um if you mess with the controls or level long enough sometimes you will just be taken to a different part of the level which will have a new puzzle or different interaction and the burger one i noticed i didn't do it myself but then i was looking at footage of the game i think if you build a burger high enough like you can go to like heaven essentially with the burger <laughs> oh around. that's cool yeah yeah so yeah. there's like little things like that that incentivize you to kind of stick around in each level but it like if like you... uh uh who's the katamari creator what's uh takeda Takeda. Yeah, it sounds like like hit like no Yobi Boy. It has that like, kind of vibe to it. Watam, it has that... right, which was very much a like walk around and change hats with weird things, you know. I mean, like obviously this is a very different game, but something it's actually been reminding me of is Killer Seven, because Killer Seven is so committed to its own bit, and that's what Nor feels like. It's like the creators had a goofy idea. And they decided to see it through to the end. And, you know, and like, it is so committed to just, like, what you see on the freaking cover is what you get. Have fun. And I looked it up on Steam. It's on sale right now. It's $11. Like, just it's, I, I don't want to speak for everyone's financial situation, but that's it's pretty cheap compared to most video games. Um, I think it's worth it to just play, like, on a lunch break uh, while you're eating, preferably. <laughs> um, Alex, I'm sorry. I've taken up so much time, but you've also played it, and you seem to also be kind of smitten with it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the big takeaway, and something you've already said, is just it's, it's pleasant. Uh, it, it really reminds me more of a toy than a game, and it's just a like, there are no other goals than to just really have fun and see the next thing. It's really one of those games where your personal motivation um, for discovery is going to be the main thing that gets you through the game. And if you don't have that, that initial curiosity with the game, you're not really going to get much out of it, but all the, the, the little powers that you get, like you can, you can make the, the food dance. You can scale it up really big. Um, there's like really interesting camera angles. You can unlock. There's just like a, a camera tool. If you want to do a yeah. photo mode, there's like meat tenderizers. You can start smashing stuff or, chopping stuff up with a knife all the while like like Blake said like this dream pop soundtrack is playing behind you and it's just bubbly and fun and makes you feel good Blake have you played or everyone on the panel I guess have you played pineapple on pizza no I haven't unfortunately okay. I've been meaning to check it out this is is that newer it's, or is it's that... like a free game on steam I think it's I think it's only like 10 minutes long yeah but it just kind of—I feel it. I'm just don't don't look it up too much. Just play it. But like t- similar vibes, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like yeah, a okay. weird little thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I, huh. I uh, to put it in perspective, dear listener, in 2018, I went to the Game Developers Conference, and this was playable at GDC. And me and my better half, AJ Moser, played this, and we're like, "This rocks!" And I've been waiting for this game since that day which has been <laughs> well, wow. i am horrified to say five more than five years so this is what nor is kind of like this is a a piece of meat from my dog's chew chew toy this is kind of what the game feels like right here it's just it's actually game <laughs> this is kind of what it's like playing nor just a happy little piece of meat that you dance around and throw around and then chop up 
I love the knife tool. I yeah. chop things up all the time in it. Yep. Play yeah. North. It's screw uh, armor core. It's really like uh textile or like uh tactile. Tactile. Tactile, tactile. Yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um but made yeah. by one person. It's fun. Made predominantly by by one person, yeah. They they credit some other people on the website. Uh, but you okay. can go to the website and check it out. Uh, I think it's just food.game is the website. Really? That rocks. Sure awesome. I think they got that URL uh, last night. Yeah, set. they did. Yeah. Yep. Food.game. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, uh, I think they describe it a nourishing little game made by TJ Hughes with help from Maximilian Mueller, James Morrison, Joey Paniello, and Mark Strait. Published by Panic. Uh, Panic, of course, makers of the play date and publishers of Firewatch great... and Untitled Goose Game. Firewatch and a couple other new games. Yeah. Seems like they're getting deeper into the game publishing side uh, of things uh, more lately. They've also got that, that game that was shown off at opening night live. These uh, happy you're here. Or Thank goodness you're here. Called? Thank goodness you're here. Yeah. I, Same publisher. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they've been publishing games for almost a decade now because they did Firewatch in 2015. Yeah. I feel like they kind of like, I haven't seen them publish as much recently, though. They did Untitled Goose Game. It just seems like they've got... Focused on Playdate for a Untitled while. Untitled Goose Okay, okay. Maybe they're just picky um, with what they They also with, made but... Nova, the beautiful, fast, flexible, native Mac code editor. So there you go. Wow. And a file transfer service. Panic's history is really weird. Is that's what they were doing like before games. It's like office software and shit. They're a cool company. Shouts out yeah. to Panic. Friends of the show. Send me a Playdate. Send him a play date. Yeah, well, they're also back time flies. In, wow, love God. Yeah, send me a <laughs> yeah, send please. me a play date, but make it better than the one you sent Kyle. The one I bought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they still had to send it. They, ha- still, they still had to, still send, to it. send it. That's true. Uh, I send love me the one for free. I love the play date conceptually, uh, but man, I, that the no backlight is it basically became a deal breaker for me. Sadly, so not a deal breaker for me if it's free though. So it's true. My address is. You've reminded me. Um, Analog sent over the. Uh, oh, you can see your, yourself in the reflection. Analog sent over the uh, glow in the dark analog pocket. It is the same device, uh, which I called a retro handheld Marvel. But if you don't have one, uh, and and you want the the glow in the dark one, it works great. Functions exactly as the old ones. It, it it very much does glow in the dark. I am probably going to do a video on this soon. Sold out in like uh, but 30 I wanna... seconds and costs hundreds. Sold out in 30 seconds? Yeah. I, I'm sure, yeah, on eBay it's not. I, uh, I, I um, guess something I can show off too. Um, this uh, this was a nice gift from CRL Imaging. You all familiar with them? No, no. Uh, they're uh, the consulting radiologist LTD. Um, it's a medical bill. Oh, for, oh. Uh, sick! And you get wow. to pay that? You get to? Yeah, was that a gift? yeah? So yeah, I gotta pay. Yeah, this that? is for my CT abdomen pelvis with contrast. Mm, okay. Mm. So panic! If you want to send me a play date that I can then sell on eBay to pay for <laughs> my medical bills, or GameStop if All you want right. to pay for those. Be my yeah. guest. Well, let's get out of here. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. If you want to support the show. Uh, go and grab an issue of Game Informer. You can get single print issues over at GameStop.com slash Game Informer for $5.99 plus shipping. Or you can go to your local store and you'll probably have good luck finding one there for 6 bucks. Uh, of course, you can get a digital subscription to Game Informer. Just head over to GameInformer.com slash magazine for all the info. Um, got a great, great, great magazine that comes out 10 times a year. We are currently in our Assassin's Creed Mirage cover story. We've got Actually, I just published a new video on that, and uh, Wes has been putting up a ton of of uh, ancillary articles on the website in addition to his cover story that he wrote. So, yeah, absolutely. Go follow us, uh, youtube.com slash Game Informer. Uh, you can watch episodes of this podcast, the full video version, on our second channel, which is youtube.com slash Game Informer Shows. Just make sure you put the little at sign uh, before uh, the username in the URL, uh, head over to twitch.tv slash game informer, where we stream every Friday. Uh, that's Kyle and Marcus streaming on Fridays, our replay show. They're currently replaying mortal Kombat nine. Correct. Yeah. My first real interaction with, uh, mortal Kombat, honestly, like I basically started zero 
and now Marcus is showing me Mortal Kombat 9. I'm learning a lot. Uh, of course, you can watch archives of that stream over on our second channel, Game Informer Shows. Uh, listen to All Things Nintendo, our Nintendo podcast hosted by Brian Shea. Uh, that releases every Friday. Uh, go listen to our podcast editor shows, Matt, a.k.a. DJ Stormageddon. They host Fun in Games and then a Bioware-focused podcast called Reignite. Uh, and lastly, follow the crew here on on social media. Blue Sky. <laughs> Blake is vigorously shaking his Threads, head. maybe. Twitter. <laughs> you can follow Wes at LeBlanc Wes. Uh, you can, I, I always forget you flip it. Yeah. Uh, you can follow Kyle at, I was, t- these are all off the dome, by the it's way. Impressive. It's impressive. Uh, you can, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can, you can follow Kyle at Kyle M. Hilliard, uh, but he wants you to follow, he wants you to follow him on Blue Sky where he predominantly posts. I am also predominantly posting on Blue Sky uh, at It's Van Aiken. If you're in the Discord and, and you need a code, I have a couple extras as well. Uh, I know we we I gave a few out uh, a couple weeks ago. I've got more if you want them. Uh, follow Blake at Radmure on Twitter, R-A-D-M-U-R-E. <laughs> and uh, you can find him on Blue Sky as well. That's going to be it for the show this week. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. Uh, leave us a review on on Apple Podcasts if, if you if you haven't on Spotify. I saw we got some new ones recently. We, we really appreciate taking the time out of your day to do that. It does help us out on the show. Uh, and helps us to uh, get more eyeballs on us and, and ear ear holes <laughs> on us. So uh, thanks, y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.